Welcome to episode 116 of Two Piece Stars Live. He's Tim. And he is Ray. And if you're a first time listener today, we just want to let you know that we're a podcast that actually tries. We have a number of quick segments we do, including the fan favorite Black Doom Award, and I edit the crap out of the show to make sure you aren't listening to Tim longer than you need to. Mm-hmm. But ironically enough, let's kick things off by bringing in Tim with the news. Ah, uh, yes. The news, the news, the news. There was... <laughs> that's that's my intro every weekend. I was gonna say... <laughs> Okay, well, we had uh, Nintendo's Media Summit 2010. That brought us uh, a, a few interesting tidbits. Super Mario Galaxy 2 comes out in May. Metroid, what is that, uh, June or something? Hey, don't look at me. I'm not the one covering the news. Yeah, let me... Normally, uh, news anchors come prepared with their material. But no, news anchors have people prepare material for <laughs> them. <laughs> it looks like I might have to retract the Black Doom Award and... Uh, Nintendo is planning on bringing the next Zelda this year, holiday holiday wow. season. Wow! So that's the big Christmas ticket, then I assume. Yeah, I, I'm pretty surprised that they're putting Metroid and Mario a month apart. Um, and this is the first year I can think of where you get a major Mario, Metroid, and Zelda release in the same year. That's crazy. Moving on from that, we had an old NES game sell on eBay for over forty-one thousand dollars. Somebody posts uh, on eBay uh, an NES with a bunch of games, and some people noticed that one of the games was Family Fun Fitness Stadium Events, and it is probably the rarest uh, officially released NES game that you can get. This game was made by Bandai and then quickly purchased by Nintendo themselves. They bought the license and changed the name of the game. So only about 200 copies maybe were made with this name on the game, and this was a packaged, never-been-opened game. Here, Here's uh, my question. Who bought it? I don't know. Because, I mean, if you think about it, how old must this person be? Well, they got they can't be a kid, right? They have to, well, maybe, but, they, well, right, okay, not a 12-year-old, of course, <laughs> right. but they're not playing Werehog games on the side. Mom, I want this game. <laughs> she, you know what, now that I think about it, when we were out buying food, didn't your debit card bounce the other day? Hey, <laughs> I would never spend Lily's college fund on family fun fitness stadium events. But this time you made an exception. <laughs> yeah, but this time I really wanted to play the game, you know? So I opened it. <laughs> I want to see someone buying it than putting on Will It Blend, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, finally, there was a certain game released this last week. Something to do with Mario Kart. Uh, oh, no. It was uh, Sega and uh, Sonic and all those other characters. Uh, some really long title. I don't remember. Yeah. That'll take us to our t- t- topic of the week, which is uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. It just rolls right off the tongue for me. I don't know why. Yeah, not exactly. It, it is clearly the, the best-made Sonic-Sega-related game I've seen in some time. It's, it's at like, least the best Sonic kart racing game you've ever seen, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, as far as like just hashing in on, on old characters and right. you know series and stuff, like it's actually pretty well done. And I'm like, this is really good. Like, this is a step in the right direction. But I, there, it feels like something's missing, mm. and I can't put my finger on it. Mario. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of it. Like, it's a, it's a really good Mario Kart clone, but it's just something's not right. 
the 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 fact that we call it a Mario Kart clone is already a, a, a negative against it. You yes, know? And, mm-hmm. and there's a number of kart racing games coming out soon that have some promise of not being called a Mario Kart clone. Right. Uh, I think Blur is one of them, which uses realistic cars, but is is basically a kart racer. And then the Mod Nation racers for PS3 also. But um, I think Nintendo just sprinkles pixie dust on their games before they ship them <laughs> out, and this just doesn't have that. Yes, the pixie dust being a unicorn fur. <laughs> I would say the most disappointing thing about the game, though, is the track variety. I think there's like 22 tracks. That's quite a few, to be honest. But they'll make a theme of Seaside Hill from Sonic Heroes, for example. But then they have two more stages of Seaside Hill theme. Hmm? Does that make sense? Why? They're different tracks, but they're the same theme. No, I don't like that at all. I know. And see, the, the why is, well, it, it makes a lot of sense money-wise. You know, you like, well, we just spent all this time assets, making right? all this. Let's make a couple more tracks of that. But when you finish the game, I mean, I was like, wait, hold, hold on. Are those really all the tracks? Because I played <laughs> three Seaside Hill, three, like, Casino Night Zone sort of thing, three, right. like, Robotnik Fortress stuff. That's great and all, you know, but like... Doesn't feel like a lot. It's similar to if we had like three rainbow roads in Mario Kart, you know? Yeah. You'd be like, nah, I just want one. Like, I, I want one. And so that's, uh, I think, very detrimental to the game experience. I, I, I also don't know how I feel about all the franchises of Sega being put together in a racing game. Like, they've already diluted Sonic so much with different characters. Like, you have plenty to work with if you wanted to do just a Sonic racer, you know? And I think that's the difficult divide that they've got themselves into with this. Because then, then you feel let down by both sides. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, there's three House of the Dead tracks and a House of the Dead racing character. But there's no, like, Skies of Arcadia, Fantasy Star Online. Mm. You know, I would think that, like, a crazy taxi level would be pretty well-suited for this game. Yeah, but that no, makes sense, No, it? nothing. Like, just give me the freaking crazy taxi course. I mean, that's really right. worth all the different directions. Like, so it's a little weird. It's a little unbalanced in that way. But you kind of have to be a Sega nerd like me to really enjoy it. And the fact that I'm big, such a big Sega nerd and not enjoying it as much as I want to is kind of a, a warning sign. It would be nice if they worked on the actual, like, core games in the franchise first yeah. and then get the kart racer working you know it's like why why aren't we doing anything on our own anymore like why does it always have to be a party with everybody because then it just feels like the only way to get attention anymore is to get all of our characters together so that we draw a little bit of interest from every single class oh yeah so yeah moving on audio voicemail oh this was a fun one we received some more calls from our fans this week. Tim, why don't you go ahead and punch us into uh, let's see, line four? Well, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to read it. It was it was hilarious. I, I'm going to say we have two voicemails here. One is the transcript that Google sent us, and the other is the actual voicemail. I, I'm going to read part of this here, okay? Okay, all right. Hey, to be start, this is Team Gamer. I wanted to ask you guys in both of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think he's asking our opinions, not our pants. So why don't we go ahead and play the voicemail? All right. Hey, to be start, this is Team Gamer. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, in both of your opinions, what was the biggest turning point in gaming history? For example, was it the transition from 2D to 3D, or was there a particular game uh, that you guys liked? Uh, love your comics, love your show. Team Gamer out. All right. You know, I'm going to take a little bit of a different direction and say that Uh, downloadable titles was a gigantic turning point in gaming Mm. history whereas before it was about buying physical this is the game it was released no other changes to it you know and it's in a box and I can take it places 
I, I think even though it was kind of a small beginning of downloading little titles, maybe on Xbox Live or whenever this had started, um, we are very quickly moving towards the world of can be updated with new features, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's a whole different world of gaming that, yeah. as you know, I'm not always crazy about. I think that's kind of one of the bigger changes into video games because it changes the, the way games are made and the, uh, the ways that we um, appreciate them, I'd say. Yeah, and I'd say if, if there's if there's one other that we're maybe in the midst of, and, and hard to say yet if this is as big a turning point as I think it is, but just the prevalence of casual gamer gaming, and yeah, and I guess the expansion of, of gaming to a population that was never interested before. Mm-hmm. That's huge, and it really just changes the definition of what a game is. Even I prefer the games where people's lives are at stake. You get one life, and that's it. I was thinking it would be really <laughs> cool to make a game where I mean, people might not like this but say you, you had a, a game where it really mattered that whether you died or not so if you died you couldn't play the game for 24 hours people might hate that but yeah it'd be a little messed up i think it'd be kind of an interesting idea i mean that would make you really tread carefully because right now we have so many people who are like they just run forward and just die on anything like, oh yeah oh it's too hard i, I freaking give up <laughs> it's like dude like take some time with it you know like if they really felt that need of like, dude, I can't die. Like I only, I mean, that's my problem with like checkpoints every three seconds. You know, there's no, you don't worry about anything. And, and I think we need to kind of bring that back to gaming, um, either a through taking their money or B through killing them. One of the two. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, where are we going? Let's do some comic talk. This week we had Cell Shade the Hedgehog, and there are a number of things I'd love to talk about with this comic. Do it. Okay, first of all, <laughs> how, do, how do you improve on last week's Pokemon comic with oh, Noah? Oh, it wasn't going to happen. It's not going to freaking happen. So what do you do instead? Go a completely different direction. You know, like, just, like if we did something where like Moses was parting the Red Sea and... And that's relating to the same subject material. But if well, we that's, a, that's just what do, I'm saying. Yeah, you don't I mean, want to be judged on the same plane, right? Right. But the same plane, as far as I'm concerned, is like how funny the comic is. Like, I wouldn't even want to try to make something as funny as that one. It just won't ever happen. I mean, that's like, you know what? We haven't seen Ray and Tim for a while. You know, like, let's do one of our older style comics, for example, numbers one and two, where it's more conversation based, you know, which led a lot of people to be like, why is this a comic and not just something on the podcast? To which I say, you know, a lot of people don't listen to the podcast. That's true. I die a little bit inside. See, it's the same sort of game thing there. Yeah, exactly. But the the point is, if it was just t- us talking on the podcast, there's there's visual elements of the comic that wouldn't be brought across. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the comic was just Tim says this, Ray says this against a white background, yeah, I'd say that should have been a conversation on the podcast. Yeah, but which is why a lot of web comics that do go that direction <laughs> are ones that we really hate. Should just be podcasts. Yeah. yeah. As far as the reception... Um, I was a little disappointed in how many people liked it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I gotta say. <laughs> to have so many opening comments on the Noah one be like, I don't really get it and there should be more Pokemon in this. Oh, you know, I know. Compared to this one, like, oh, that was hilarious, you know? But I, I am still seeing people retweeting the Noah Pokemon oh, comic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just, like, it's all over. It's just getting sent everywhere. And it's almost like, we didn't need to do a comic this week. We just had to let that one keep going <laughs> for a while, you know? Let it just keep trickling down. Uh, so that even blends into the world of how much can we overdo the joke to a certain extent? Because I, yeah. would, I would agree with most that, Tim, your final line 
in the comic is really not necessary. In fact, it's almost overkill. But I, I think some people may look at the comic and not realize what the joke is that we're trying to tell because they're not used to our art style, perhaps, you know? Sure, or they don't read our comic as regularly right. as so others. It's, so it's a, a little bit of trying to get people into the world of Ray and Tim who don't actually normally know us, but at the same time trying to play to the fans who might find that over... It was a, it was a difficult balance for me. Success or failure? I would have to say success. I'm going to go... It does, it, success and failure doesn't mean I love it. It right. just means... Yeah, right, it, yeah, I'd say, you know what? I, yeah, I'll say it's success. Success! Well, for every great comment comes great comments. This week's suggestion box was no different. Yeah, I, my, my comments can go to Devin, who uh, said, I personally think this game to be more of a new Sonic the Hedgehog instead of Sonic 4. I like the double irony of the last panel and how yours and Tim's elbows are popping out of the frame. Uh, hopefully there isn't such a thing as a nubby elbow fetish, since people will be all over this comic in a heartbeat. Wow. N64 CG. I, I, I picked that comment not for the nubby elbow thing, but his comment about it being a new Sonic the Hedgehog instead of Sonic 4. We've made this observation between between us, uh, Ray. And in my dreams. And in Ray's dreams. That by giving it the number four at the end, you're... you're you are setting a certain expectation yeah. for this game. <laughs> Thank you. Which, again, <laughs> expectations are the biggest problem in this world. Because guess what? Now that I see Robotnik swinging his freaking deal around like... Or <laughs> you better <laughs> specify what you're talking about right there. I, I don't know. What the heck is that? What is that? Wrecking ball. <laughs> okay, now it's insanely obvious to me. God dang it. All right. So, yeah, like, when I see Robotnik swing his giant wrecking ball around, like, it's like, hey, this is Sonic 4, not Sonic HD Remix, you know? Like, right, like, right. And that's my thing with Sonic 4, okay? This is, this is the question I have to keep asking. How many people are working on it? How much money is it costing them? And how long have they been working on it for? And now compare that to Sonic 3 or Sonic 2. How many people worked on Sonic 2? How much money went into it? How many people are involved? And I just want to see that math. I don't know money-wise what that would look like. I would assume that back in the early 90s, you had a, a, a pretty large team working on Sonic 2 or 3. Or even, here's the thing, what's more important, getting Sonic 4 right or getting Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing right? Right. I guarantee you the team on the racing game is quadruple, right? That game's different because they have Sonic and Sega working on... Sorry. By the way, I said we try for this podcast, but now I might want to take that back. (laughs) Well, um, do you have a comment? Yes, my comment of the week is actually going to go to two people, which aren't even really comments. Uh, M.I.M. Godfather updated our wikipedia page with our entire podcast archive and descriptions and uh which is just a huge task and it was really i mean i didn't ask for it but i'm like dang that's freaking awesome so thank you very much that's really nice of you nice to see wiki man is uh doing his his hard work yeah and also dark sonic 24 made a fan video for us called to be start the movie huh have you seen this yet no oh okay see this is what happens when you don't follow me on twitter I do follow you on Twitter. <laughs> when did you tweet it? Uh, right tweeted this two hours ago. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm not on Twitter every five seconds. All I'll right? post a little bit of, of uh, your reaction here with part of the video. Okay. But otherwise, you can, you can check out the video at the link that I'm providing uh, on our show notes. No way. Uh, take that. Let your dog poop all over my lawn, huh? <laughs> and see what you think about this. 
<laughs> you are being technically arrested. <laughs> Everything you say can and will be used against you. Not even Phoenix Wright can plead your case. Oh, Funniest part to me is definitely the uh, the dog poop, which is all uh, is all reference to what was that the last podcast? So current, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. Uh, really? Can you? By the way, can we go off topic for a second here? I would be happy to. Off topic. Tim, how are you technically arrested? <laughs> I really want to see that. Hey, you know what? I was also arrested at McDonald's once. I think I told you the story. No, for... no, you didn't. No? I don't know why I'm working with you anymore. By the way. Let me guess, tax evasion? Was that it? No, 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 no. I was with my brother and a friend. It was, this was back in the day, I think early college days, when they did the 39 cent cheeseburgers, you know? Remember that? No. I'm 29 not that cent old. hamburger no. Sundays and, th- no, I think 39 cent cheeseburger Sundays. Okay. Anyway, it was a Sunday. We ordered our 13 or 15 cheeseburgers, whatever it was, and they started acting really weird. They're like, oh, um, it's going to take a while. You know, we ran out of meat. The truck's on its way. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Here, have a McFlurry and just wait. Sit tight and wait while we make your cheeseburgers. We're like, sweet, a free McFlurry. Whatever. (laughs) So we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden, a cop comes in and says, you, come over here. Uh, We're, like, looking behind us, like, wait, what? That's, (laughs) by the way, that's always my favorite thing, is when, like, like, when I was a lifeguard, you know, like, we'd point at people in the pool and be like, you <laughs> come <laughs> here and he's like huh, me eye like, contact yes, you and i like turn around and there's like no one behind him he's like <laughs> keep swimming I'm like hey <laughs> you he's like me like yes there's nobody around you yeah so i can see you pulling that off nicely where you turn well, you we're turning and looking because we didn't do anything right and so <laughs> right. so he pulls us out of mcdonald's and puts us up against the wall and starts searching us and says you know you guys have been arrested do you have any bombs or knives or guns or anything on you? We're like, no, what the heck is going on? He's like, puts us in the back of the cruiser. And he, I think he pulls us out one by one and starts like, questioning us. When he gets to me, I'm like, look, you know, I am so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> my hamburgers are waiting for me. No, he's like, you guys vandalized this McDonald's last week. You guys are part of a white supremacist group or something. <laughs> it all makes sense now, it Tim. All makes, it all I'm makes like, sense. I'm like, I don't know who you think we are, but he's like, we have we have video proof that you guys... He's like, I don't know for sure if it's you, if you're the third guy in the video, but your brother and your friend are definitely... Oh, my. ...are definitely in that video. Oh and he my. went Because he went in and watched the surveillance tape from the McDonald's employees. I go to, like, a private Christian university. <laughs> I couldn't be further from being a white supremacist. See... I had just shaved my head, and they said one guy was wearing a hat, one guy had a shaved head, and one guy was tall, and he looked like a gangster. I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like the three of us, but... And there was a reward if we caught the guys. I'm like, oh, so there's your motivation. Any three guys that walk into your store, you're going to arrest. They kind of mulled it back and forth, and I think they got the owner involved. They said, hey, we can take him in, but we could be in a lot of deep trouble if it's not really them. So they just let us go. And they said, wow. don't go back in there. We'll bring you your hamburgers. And so they brought us some cold hamburgers. And uh, that's when I was really arrested. Mm, yes. The other time was just technically. Yeah, we'll leave that a mystery. Tim, what do you say we do a Ricka Ricka remix? With this segment, I mentioned a video game remix favorite of mine. Who made it and where you can grab it. This week, it's a remix of Zelda A Link to the Past called Furore Rise and Wait by uh, Chathonic. Take a quick listen to a sample of it.
And if you'd like to find this for yourself, just head back to the page you grabbed this episode of To Be Start Live from, or the link is right there for those of you listening to our M4A version of the show. And now it's time to rise from your grave. Rise from your grave. Yeah, this is the part of the show where it's a bunch of idiots that never <laughs> talked before on the show decide to finally say something. Our wonderful little lovebirds that we'll get to shortly. Tim, why don't you kick us off? All right, our first uh, grave riser is all-powerful D-E-T. Got yeah. it. Uh, so I have to say, guys, this has got to be the hardest I've ever laughed at one of your comics. So I thought that this might be a good time to rise from my grave. Rise from your grave. I've been lurking since comic 10 or 15. Jeez Louise, we got another, another old-timer here. And I've been listening to your podcast since number 98. It's the perfect fit to my 30-minute commute to school. Anyways... Thanks for making my Mondays and Thursdays awesome. Next up, we have Buddy Hunter, who said, All right, I'm finally going to rise from my grave. Rise from grave. I've been viewing your comics ever since the So Close Yet So Far Mario Kart comic. That's a great one, by the way. And I've been listening to your podcast ever since Numero 98. That's funny. You guys kind of... Same. I wonder what... Tim, go look up what 98 was for me. Wish I had started sooner, because they're at least twice as funny as your comics. Your comics are still hilarious, though. Also, thanks for the Brawl in the Family podcast, since it led me to my new favorite webcomic. Yes, better than yours. Sorry. But keep up the good work, you guys. Episode 98 was the Orson Welles Masterpiece Edition. Oh, that was a good one. Which was a good one, yes. All right, yeah, that's a good place to start. So now it's time for the little Lovebird Grave Risers. Let me uh, Ah, cue the music up. Our first Lovebird is Kuraga, who says, It's time for me to rise from my grave. grave. I've been reading the comic off and on for probably about a year, mostly via joystick. When you had the Brawl in the Family guest strip, I decided to listen in on the podcast out of curiosity, and that's when I became a real fan. Soon after, I introduced my fellow Grave Riser and girlfriend, Miki Suzaki, to the site as well. I want to thank you for providing an entertaining, morally upright, and simply funny product to the interwebs. I also want to say, Ray, your art style is wonderfully clean, and I'm very impressed with how much work you put into this comic. I'm a 21-year-old graphic arts student, so I have an inkling of the work and commitment that this would take. Tim, thanks for providing the witty jokes and the wonderfully monotone voice of reason. Well, maybe not so much the reason part. Yeah, exactly. Thanks thanks again, guys, (laughs) for the wonderful entertainment. Also, I hate Up, and Tim is my favorite of you two. (laughs) That's great. Miki Suzaki says... Time to rise from my grave, along with my boyfriend, Kuraka. He introduced me to To Be Star about two months ago, and since then I've read through the old comics and I'm slowly going through the podcast. Gotta say, I love the clean yet witty jokes, and I think this is my favorite webcomic. I am also an art student and a Christian and have been looking for a way to incorporate my art into doing something for God. And your comics have inspired me to work harder and start a sort of comic of my own. Also, even though I thoroughly hate it up as well, Ray is my favorite. (laughs) Sai Kuraga, I guess we have to fight now. Keep up the great work. Very nice. Well, look at that. Ah, yes, it's been raining all weekend. Sounds like it's time for the dreaded Black Doom Award. Each week, Tim and I both mention a terrible choice made related to video games in honor of the most atrocious character Sonic Team has ever created, Black Doom. I got a few things to say this week regarding Black Doom. Really? So let me begin by... I believe a few months ago I, I brought up the Dead or Alive Paradise Black Doom Award. Yes. For making a game that wasn't so much a game as it was a way to look at st- scantily clad women. 
if even that. The creator, Ueda, for Tecmo, defends the game, saying... <laughs> he, he told Eurogamer that the game only intends to showcase beautiful women and the beauty of their bodies, but was firm that the game isn't meant to be degrading towards women. I, I gotta say, look... Just be honest, okay? <laughs> you don't, I mean, do you think women are like, I'm so glad they made this game. Finally, there's a game where we're appreciated for what we truly are. I want, yeah, I want to meet one woman who feels that way. Yeah, exactly. And then give me her phone number and, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm Ray. just kidding around. So, so he's, he also says... But the, seriously, if you know her number... <laughs> um, he says, we hope that people playing the game will be able to come away with a feeling they've visited paradise <laughs> again how is that not degrading to women and how is that just appreciating women for whatever he was saying you know tim you and i just have very different you know views of women i guess well I, you've already pre-ordered the game i know so and how dare you and bought a psp just to play it okay that's true no how dare you <laughs> that was just uh, to revisit and reaffirm a black doom award. yeah I'll, I'll jump in here with my black doom award Poor choices made in character select screens. I hmm. think, uh, I know for sure we can all agree on this first point. The others are a personal preference that I think they should all stick by. First is, don't give us a preview of a character that's an awesome 3D model that has to sit and load. Yeah, I hate that. There's nothing more annoying than being like, hey, who's this character? Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Oh, wait, wait, for. okay. Oh, him? Okay, let me change the costume. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait, yeah, because if you want to quickly it. go through and say, oh, where's that one guy that I wanted to pick? You can't really do that because right. you're waiting for it to load every time. Just have pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The other thing I want to see is making it quick to navigate. That's part of the thing with like uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, for example. It's like it has like the uh, the carousel effect where it has to like, rotate know. something around. It's like, don't give me rotations. Like that even goes down to the basic menu premise of like, do you want two, three or four players? And you have to do like a carousel rotation to go to you know, four players. I was like, yeah. come give on, just give me like, freaking horizontal bars to jump around on. Like, that's all I want. That's fine. Uh, but when you have like 30 characters, do you really want to, you know, go halfway around the world there to figure out who? Yeah, it's like you if know. you have to put your name in and the alphabet is a big oh, ring, gosh. you know, <laughs> like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> like just give me a keyboard for crying out loud don't make me plug one in uh, the, the other thing is I don't want this is something I'm seeing a lot of now because games are updatable there are no set placements for characters it's not like a map of characters with all their images next to each other it's usually on some kind of a line for example like Tatsunoka versus Capcom had this as well where they're all in this row but there's no like set location for any of them so if you were to include a new character it would automatically update and slide it in somewhere else with all the rest of them does right. that make sense yeah. i like to see it done and finished i like to have all the characters placed on the screen at one time and that takes me to my next point which is i want to see question marks for hidden characters i don't want to see yeah. 10 characters on the screen and then as you add more characters they all start filling in and automatically rearranging based on the css that was written in with the code you know like i want to see all the characters and question mark boxes so i'm like hey i want to unlock that who is that i wonder who it is like it creates a certain excitement that you don't get when like the autofill version of this is enabled all right well, that's very good <laughs> thank you <clears throat> i can now die happy my, my real final and biggest black team award is going to go to sony jeez i don't hate them by the way i i play my ps3 far more than my xbox now and i don't hate them but they're starting a new um, initiative for anti-piracy, 
and they're they're testing this out on a, on a SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3. If you buy this game secondhand, you cannot play it online. Wow. You have to pay $20 to what? unlock a license to play the game oh online. Oh my gosh. If cuz if you bought the game, if you were the first one to buy the game, it'll come with a code. You type that code in when you want to play online, and then that code is done. So if you lent the game to a friend or if you sold it to GameStop, they're going to have to shell out 20 bucks to play it online. Which, That's crazy. You know, I, I I understand to a point because now there's nobody who can steal this game and play it online. Sure. Which, you know, people that steal games and play online not only steal the game, but they're using Sony's resources and they haven't invested anything in it, right? But even if you wanted to go through with something like that, why $20? Why not 2 Well, yeah, that's a great question. If they, if they want this to be a test, yeah, I think they should make it like a dollar or two. Because you're going to have yeah. people who have never seen anything like this go into a store and buy the game just like they would any other game, a yeah. used game, you know, and then be like, wait, what? I got to pay 20 bucks to play this thing online? And now you can't rent the game, right, if you if you do this type of thing. Um, you couldn't rent the game without shelling out 20 bucks to play it online. So it's just kind of another half-baked idea that I feel like there's a, a, a better solution. Well, finally, we'd like to wrap up the show with Musical Misfits. Some of the lesser-known video game songs need to be given the spotlight treatment from time to time, and our listeners get to trade off every other week with my suggestions. So this week's song was submitted by Bobby Pine. It's Mining Melancholy from Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Get it, Kong? See what, mm-hmm. see what they yep, got it. All right. yep, yep. So that will do it for this edition of 2B Start Live. Join us every Thursday for a brand new comic and every Monday for a brand new podcast. Just like the one you heard here, except better. With that, he's Tim. And he is Ray. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>